Section 4 of On Chronic Alcoholic Intoxication with an Inquiry into the Influence of the Abuse of Alcohol as a Predisposing Cause of Disease by William Marset. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Immediate Causes of an Attack of Chronic Alcoholic Intoxication A question of great practical importance now suggests itself to our notice. What is the nature of the last and immediate cause which determines an outbreak of the disease? This question is one very difficult to answer. For in many cases, the disorder creeps on slowly, under the influence of predisposing causes, so that when the urgency of symptoms obliges the sufferer to have recourse to medical advice, he cannot state precisely the time when the illness began. Neither can he ascribe it to any particular cause, except that of intemperance. The usual expression of such patients is, that drink does not agree with them. And under these circumstances, many drop the habit entirely, or greatly diminish their allowance. In the case of C.P., case 21, no other immediate cause of the illness could be detected than hard drinking. He had fallen ill four years before admission, and during the preceding nine years had been in the habit of taking no less than about 12 pints of beer daily. An exceptional excess. An attack of chronic alcoholism will frequently be determined suddenly by an exceptional excess or a severe fit of drunkenness. Thus, for instance, J.W., case 11, aged 18, after drinking all day from 10 in the morning to 12 at night, was suddenly seized next morning with symptoms of chronic alcoholism. J.F., footnote, not reported in the table from want of completeness of notes, and footnote, admitted on the 10th of January, 1859, committed an extraordinary excess during three days, at Christmas last when he took six or seven quarters of raw gin and about three pints of beer daily, after which he suffered from chronic alcoholism. He is not an habitual drunkard, and takes usually a pint of beer daily. W.P., case 26, two nights previous to falling ill, indulged more than usual, and was drunk. B.L., case 36, admitted on the 28th February, 1859, was attacked with chronic alcoholism four years ago, but is worse now than previously from drinking at Christmas last more than his usual allowance. Coexisting disease. An attack of chronic alcoholic intoxication is frequently brought on by another disease, whether this disease be produced directly by excessive drinking, or whether it be apparently quite independent of intemperate habits. The same observation applies to delirium tremens, a disease very closely allied to chronic alcoholism. We read in the Treaty of Roche, an individual in the habit of drinking to excess, affected by a chronic or acute disease, which cannot be attributed directly to intemperance, often suffers from peculiar symptoms, and the alcoholic poisoning which had remained latent breaks forth suddenly. Thus, when drunkards become affected with inflammation of the lungs, they are very liable to delirium tremens. In one case, Roche has observed the disease to be brought on by very painful attacks of rheumatism. Dr. Schmidt, at the General Hospital of Hamburg, has seldom seen a perfectly genuine case of delirium tremens. This affection appeared to him to be brought on usually by powerful emotions, external lesions, and inflammations, especially of the chest or lungs. He reports that chaining states, having met with delirium tremens, attended six times out of seven with an affection of the chest or lungs. The habit of drinking may therefore occasionally be indulged in with impunity, until the occurrence of some affection of the lungs, rheumatism, or other illness causes the appearance of those symptoms directly referable to the abuse of alcoholic stimulants. The two following cases, where chronic alcoholism is brought on by attacks of gout, 
are well calculated to illustrate the truth of the foregoing observation. T.D. Case 47, a cab driver, age 42, admitted on the 25th of April, 1857. He began drinking five or six pints of ale daily, which kept up for upwards of five years. Since that time, he increased his allowance to ten small glasses of brandy, as much gin, and about five pints of ale daily. He went on taking this large quantity of ale and spirits for eight or ten years, being none the worse for his intemperance, until he was seized with gout two years before admission. The disease lasted a fortnight, and was followed by a severe attack of chronic alcoholism, from which he has suffered ever since. D.B., case 27, a greengrocer, aged 72, admitted as outpatient on January 17, 1859, took to the habit of drinking to excess when a young man, his average allowance being four or five glasses of spirits and three or four pints of beer daily. But for the last 14 or 15 years, he has given up hard drinking and reduced the amount to a pint of beer daily and an occasional glass of spirits. On rising in the morning, he trembles a great deal for rather less than half an hour, perceives occasionally imaginary objects, and a mist forms at times before his eyes. Hears absent people addressing him, does not complain of headache or giddiness, has very little sleep, partly from the disturbance of the nervous system, partly on account of the pain he is suffering. According to his own expression, night after night he lies awake in the greatest agony, frequently suffers from sickness and vomiting. These various symptoms have assumed an intermittent form, lasting for a month, and occurring at intervals of about a week. The patient suffers, moreover, from gout, as will be seen from the following additional statement. There is considerable pain in the ankles, knees, and hands, the thumb of the right hand is now greatly thickened. He feels an acute pain in the great toes of both feet, and can only walk with the assistance of a stick. These symptoms invariably occur with those of chronic alcoholism. As soon as the attack of gout passes off, the patient also becomes free from the other disease. And as often as the gout returns, the nervous system is again affected. In this case, therefore, the occurrence of gout was obviously the immediate cause of the attack of chronic alcoholism. I have had opportunities of observing a similar effect resulting from rheumatism, affections of the lungs, and gastritis. Although the poisonous action of alcohol is often developed by the occurrence of another disease, chronic alcoholism, it may be observed, is sometimes accompanied by a secondary disorder, which it is difficult to connect with the outbreak of the former, and, moreover, the morbid condition of the nervous system, owing to long-continued intemperance, is not unfrequently concealed by the coexistence of another disorder, exhibiting symptoms of a more prominent and decided character. I need not insist on the importance of making, in these cases, a correct and complete diagnosis. A glance at the synoptical table will show the tendency of bronchitis to accompany chronic alcoholism. For instance, J.H., case 20, suffering from chronic alcoholism, is attacked every winter with bronchitis. J.R., case 23, admitted at first for bronchitis, to which he has been subject for several years, but it was found subsequently he also labored under chronic alcoholic intoxication. J.H., case 25, was treated at first for bronchitis. Shortly after his admission, it was discovered he was suffering from chronic alcoholism. Affections of the stomach are so frequently the result of excessive drinking that it is difficult to determine whether they are actually the cause which determines the outbreak of chronic alcoholism or constitute merely a coexisting disease. Dr. Bug gives us the following correct and interesting account of the disorder of the stomach so frequently met with in drunkards. The chief characters of this indigestion of drunkards 
our want of appetite and vomiting or dry retching in the morning, with a white or furred tongue and a slow pulse, the power of digestion is much enfeebled, and if the patient eat at any time, what for others would be a very moderate meal, is apt to vomit soon afterwards, and to be troubled with pain and flatulence. This disorder, like the vice from which it springs, is most frequent in men of middle age, and is generally associated with more or less that of strange peculiar disturbance of the nervous system which hard drinking brings on, and of which the most striking effects are inability to sleep, or sleep broken by frightful dreams, despondency in the morning, and tremulousness of the hands and tongue. I have also asked my patients whether the loss of appetite, pain in the stomach, and vomiting preceded the appearance of the nervous symptoms, but have very seldom obtained a perfectly precise and satisfactory answer. Opportunities have, however, offered for my observing that an increase of the morbid condition of the digestive organs may be obtended with a marked progress of the disturbance of the nervous system, and that an improvement of the digestion may be accompanied with a diminution of the nervous symptoms. A glance at the accompanying table will show the frequency of disordered digestion in cases of chronic alcoholic intoxication. J.T., case 13, complains of pain in the stomach as soon as he has eaten or drunk. L.M., case 17, on falling ill, first complained of the pain in the stomach after taking food and restlessness at night. W.F., case 24, suffers from pain in the stomach and sickness, increasing after taking food. W.P., case 26, complains of pain in the stomach increased by eating. D.W., case 28, has lost his appetite and feels sick in the morning. B.L., case 36, appetite deficient, great pain in the stomach after eating. Cerebral concussions. I have met with an instance of chronic alcoholism suddenly occasioned by a fall, producing at the time cerebral concussion. This case was that of A.P., case 41 a gas fitter in the habit of drinking six or seven pints of beer daily for the last two or three years. Six or seven months previous to admission, being then in perfect health, he fell from a height of twenty-five feet. The fall must have been attended with cerebral concussion, as he stated that his nerves appeared to have been shaking. From that time he began to suffer from symptoms of chronic alcoholism, which were subsequently increased by smoking. On admission he complains of want of sleep, with wandering of the mind and giddiness, trembles and feels sick in the morning, has no appetite, and suffers from pain in the stomach. I beg to remind the reader that the symptoms of the cerebral concussion and of drunkenness are very much alike, and if it be admitted that a fit of intoxication is frequently the immediate cause of an attack of chronic alcoholism, a similar result may be expected from cerebral concussion. The analogy between the symptoms of drunkenness and cerebral concussion has been observed by Sir Benjamin Brodie. Footnote. Philosophical Transactions, for 1811, page 181. and footnote. He states, Concussion of the brain, which may be considered as the slightest degree of injury, occasions a state of mind resembling intoxication, and the resemblance in some instances is so complete that the most accurate observer cannot form a diagnosis except from the history of the case. It may be stated, I believe, as a general rule, that any disease affecting subjects given to drinking will, by weakening the body, more fully expose the nervous system to suffer from intemperate habits. End of section 4